Welcome to Press YYZ for September 30th, 2020. This is episode 36. We are live on twitch.tv slash pressyyz. I still can't talk this week. Hopefully my internet connection holds up. Um, yeah, we need... How many, how many more followers do we need to get 100? Five more. Five more? Five more. Man, we're almost there. So hey, uh, If we could clone ourselves, we could do it in a heartbeat, but unfortunately we can't clone ourselves. We could clone our accounts somehow. I don't know how to do that necessarily uh if you have prime gaming feel free to also give us a subscription it's free um i'm hosting the show again this week because mitch is not here he abandoned us once more uh despite you know him being our default and everything he had to go like love his wife or something like that i don't know what i don't know what that means Gross. uh i'm your host aj fraser i am joined by nathan mcinerney Yo, uh, wait, what was I supposed to say here? I condemn white supremacy. See, Good on it's you. not that hard. It's pretty easy. What about you, Cozy? Do you? Uh, yeah, I'd say that I condemn white supremacy as well. I think that the pr- the Proud Boys should do more than just stand down. I think they should fuck off. Uh, absolutely. I completely agree. Hi, everybody. It's me. I actually decided to show up this week. Good job. I'm proud of you, Alex. Thank you. I'm happy (laughs) to be here, guys. I also condemn white supremacy. Um, For those of you uh, watching, you may have noticed we have a special guest here. uh, Private Jeebus from the chat himself, Mr. TJ Beckham. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Howdy, howdy. Uh, I'm doing good. I also condemn white supremacy. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's a unanimous decision. It's that easy. I didn't hear it from Mitch, so I don't know if he does. Well, he he tweeted it earlier today, so did he? I think okay. yeah, he he did tweet it earlier today. Can I just say I was really nervous because I thought I was gonna screw up the words condemn and condone, and they have two different meanings. <laughs> oh, that would have been a rough one. I don't know if Alex could have edited that one out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, politics aside, this is a podcast about video games. So, um, what have you guys been up to? What have you guys been playing? Anybody can start. So I actually want to say, I know we just said, you know, this is primarily a podcast about video games. Yeah. Uh, However, if you've been paying attention to the news, you'll know that recently uh, Montreal actually just went on red alert. Uh, Well, not recently, but they are going on red alert starting tomorrow, this Thursday, uh, which basically means that restaurants, bars, casinos are going to be closing down. Restaurants will still be available for takeover, but in general, Montreal as a whole and several other regions in Quebec are basically going into lockdown to help spread the, uh, help prevent the spread of the coronavirus, which of course has seized up over the past few weeks. Um, it, it's not something that like personally has significantly affected my household because myself and my parents have all kind of gotten used to working at home over the past few months. But I know that there are many people out there who are undoubtedly affected by this and you know our hearts go out to all of you guys i know that the coronavirus has been seizing up a little bit more in the toronto area but i don't know if you guys have like initiated like a red alert there as well or something equivalent not yet uh, no i can definitely confirm we have not as somebody <laughs> who goes to a, a post-secondary institution oh boy it's Whoa. um yeah it's rough let me just say that much um 
I genuinely feel nervous at all times while being at school. It's I, not fun. I, I had to take my son for a COVID test on Monday morning, or my wife had to take him, uh, my five-year-old, Ugh. because he had sniffles, um, and he was coughing a little bit, so he couldn't go to school. And we had to get the COVID test back before he could go to school. Thankfully, he got it back this morning saying he was negative. Um, That's good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we had a we had a bit of a, a scare with a, a family friend. Um, he was not informed. Um, he was yeah he was not he went to a, a job site. He was not informed of uh, somebody who li- uh, lived in the the home he was renovating uh, ha- had tested positive uh, for a couple of days, um, and in that time where th- it was unknown. My mother went uh, grocery shopping with this family friend, and we were on standby. Thankfully, uh, the family friend tested negative, so we were not necessarily at risk, as per the um, our, our public health officials and whatnot. So we, I didn't have to get a test myself, but, uh, you know, it got real close to the front door there. That was a little rough, for sure. Yeah, I uh, I live outside of Toronto, but uh, it's still it's still kind of crazy seeing like we're experiencing a spike in cases as well, and seeing just the the lack of anything being done is a little nerve wracking. I I have the luxury of working at home, and uh, it's lucky to have that, but I can't even imagine like what you're going through, Alex. Yeah, it's um very very uncomfortable to say the least, but you know. It is what it is. I'm more than more than anything. I'm happy to be at school, but I also wish more was being done. But that's like a completely like side thing. Like you know, we don't have to talk about that here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in more kind of lighter news, uh, recently mm-hmm. I tweeted out that before the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X launch, I want to complete uh, a bunch of games: Donkey Kong Country Two, Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix. Lego Alpha Team, Bioshock 2 Remastered, Horizon Zero Dawn, Cuphead, Bloodroots, Marvel Spider-Man, and the Pokemon Crown Tundra DLC. And so basically, I'm kind of like shifting up my schedule so that over the next few months, both on and off of Twitch, I kind of focus on all those various experiences. Uh, The game that I've been focusing on at the moment uh, on Twitch has been Donkey Kong Country 2. Uh, This is a game that I'm not new to. This is a game that I played many times in the past on my Super Nintendo back in the day. And I knew that the game was great. Uh, You know, it's one of those experiences where I'm like, yeah, I I know that like people tend to have nostalgia goggles when they go back to uh, older experiences. But I knew that this game was going to delight me all the same. What I wasn't expecting, though, is just how pleasantly challenging it was going to be as well. There are many other kind of classic games from the Super Nintendo era, like Super Mario World or The Legend of Zelda, that I still have very fond memories for, but that whenever I go back to them, I'm a little bit dismayed by how easy they are once you kind of know all of their secrets and their ins and outs. And it was really refreshing to go back to Donkey Kong Country 2 and be like, oh man, this game is still decently challenging without being utterly overwhelming or unfair in the way that you know some other super nintendo and original nes games can be so really looking forward to completing that once more do do any of you have any experience uh with this game particular i 100 percented the original donkey con or 103 i think it is uh but i never actually played two or three Mm. i think the third one came out on game boy years ago and i think i had that 
You mean like the Game Boy Advance or no? There was a a, a version of Donkey Kong Country with the the two uh, girl monkeys. No, it was a it was a, a did or Dixie and the Baby Kong. The, it it was Dixie friend, and like it, a, a girl version of DK, but it was on the Game Boy, and it came in a yellow cartridge, just like Pokemon Yellow. I don't huh. know what game yeah. that is. Are you sure yeah, that's so? It's not Fever sure. Dream. I'm quite sure. Uh, I'll look it up uh, while we're talking, but yeah, if, if any of you have any interest in this game, go check it out now, because part of the reason that spurred me to play this game right now is that Nintendo recently re-released it on Nintendo Switch Online, so it's right. easier to experience than ever. Is this one only a limited time as well? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's permanent for okay. the time being, which, I mean, you could technically translate that to mean limited as well, but let's just pretend it's permanent for now. Okay. Fair enough. Perfect. Anybody else want to go? Go for so, it. So, oh, go ahead, no, TK. No, oh no. Ahead. Okay, well, I mean, I was just gonna. I haven't really been doing too much this week, at least when it comes to video games. Um, for those who are watching the video podcast, might uh, notice something a little different about my hair. Um, yeah. So last week I dyed my hair blonde, and I kind of just like didn't really talk about it all too much or like post like a shitty picture on instagram about it i just thought it's like ah this is something i wanted to do i was in walmart and i had like kind of a uh an impulse buy of bleach and i was originally going to do blue but i definitely because my hair is so dark it needs to be lighter before i can uh dye it properly like a color Mm -hmm. as well um it's probably like the blue will also probably fade to green so it's gonna be a fun little i'm gonna figure this all out tomorrow by the time that uh you are thursday by the time that you're listening to this on podcast services but i am fully planning on uh having like doing a color in it um but yeah that's kind of been the the big the the one of the bigger things i did this week as well not video game related but like still like in the pop culture entertainment i watched uh both seasons of harley quinn which is phenomenal it is it is one of the best animated shows i've ever watched it is it takes essentially it is harley quinn breaks up with the joker and does her own thing i want to see that and yeah it's awesome it takes a lot of the like um like tropes of different batman characters and really like plays with them in a very comedic way but also still having a lot of heart to it it is genuinely really really funny um i love the interpretation of the joker because you know how like on like reddit and 4chan there's kind of this like um there's this kind of uh like not uh like this way that people idolize the joker and it's like Okay, well, it's like, and it's like the kind of the incelly like Reddit Ugh. like yeah. section of Reddit. Yeah, there's, so it's like the the interpretation of the Joker in Harley Quinn is who would be the guy who inspires those people? And he's just a misogynist, an asshole, and it's great. It's such a fun interpretation of the Joker, especially in a modern context. I think it's like I watched both seasons in the course of like a day and a half. Like it is really really good and i can't wait for season three how many episodes so a season I, are there uh i believe it's 13 episodes both seasons but they're okay. only 22 minutes that's reasonable so yeah it's very it's very very easy uh the only problem is it's really hard to watch in canada i bought the first season because i'm like i've heard so many good things about this i'm like i bought it on itunes for about 20 bucks 
Uh, and then as soon as I finished it, I bought the second season just because there is no real way to watch it in Canada. Like it's not on Crave or anything like that. And so that's the only, um, that's the only like downside of the, the show is it's not readily available. But if you have a means to watch it, do it because it's really, really good. Wow. Cool. Yeah. That's something I've been meaning to watch for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Especially especially now that like both seasons are like complete and uh, I believe season three just got greenlit, so now is like a pretty good time to watch it. Might be worth maybe waiting, but I think it's good enough that like it's worth like seeing. Plus also, like with next year being like the year of like Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn, it it'll it's pretty nice to get like this um to to get in on it now. Oh, sweet. But yeah, yeah, highly recommend it. Harley Quinn, yeah, you, very good. If you get on it now, you can say that you liked King Shark before he was cool. Yeah. Uh, well, DC is a good transition, so I uh, am currently watching uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover for the Arrowverse. Oh, sweet. Ooh. Uh, through, I've been periodically watching each, each of the shows throughout the years they've been running, uh, the, but I'm really into Legends of Tomorrow right now because it's kind of a more fun time compared to the grittiness of Arrow. Um, and I, I'm really digging it. It's a confusing considering I haven't watched the other three shows. Yeah, there we go, Crisis. Uh, I've never read the comics, so I need to... I think I might have to after this. It's thick. Look at that oh, big thickness. I've actually got the <laughs> novel as well uh, that Girthy. was written by yeah. uh, Mars Wolfman. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, Crisis on Infinite Earths, what I've been watching. But what I've been playing uh, with some of the people actually here, uh, a lot of Among Us, uh, which I, I'm voting for my game of the year, even though it came out two years ago. Uh, it is just a ton of fun. And the chaos that ensues with it, no matter who you're with, it it's it's like the best board game uh, meets the video game world. And I just it's so hard to explain how much I love it, but uh, it is a great game. And I know Al I played with Alex, and I know I played Nathan. I don't know about AJ. Uh, no, I have. I actually uh, bought it, downloaded it, and I have not played it yet. Yeah, and I only played with you very, very briefly. I only so played with that I need TJ to. briefly. We should do a game at yeah. some point together because TJ, Absolutely. I got to be an imposter, and TJ caught me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bastard. Right, I'm they, I'm the greatest detective. Batman can sideline. I was trying to be. <laughs> Because I hadn't played it, like I don't know what I'm doing, and he's like, "You were close enough," and then they all voted for me. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a great game. It's one of those things that where if you kind of have to have the max amount of people for it to be the most fun, the the less people you have, I think I find it's a lot quicker and a little less shorter. Um, but yeah, Among Us, and then also some Crusader Kings as well. Uh, I'm a huge strategy fan, and Crusader Kings is probably one of my favorite uh series just because you can kind of lose yourself in it but you still have to think and use your brain and kill your kids um if yeah. you're a fan of that um, of course but yeah that's uh that's essentially been me i also i'm gonna buy the mafia trilogy right after this podcast so. oh so you, you that's what you decided i remember yeah, you you've been talking about whether you get spider-man or if you get a uh, mafia or was oh, it no, the no. spider-man remaster was oh no, I'm getting Spider-Man no matter what. Well. I was saying that if I had to choose between the two, I'd oh, pick Mafia. Sorry, my mistake, my mistake. But yeah. Hmm. Well, that's me. Was, uh, because the Mafia, the original, like the first one remastered came out, right? If I'm yeah, not mistaken? Yeah, it just came out okay. earlier this month. What was the reception about it? Was it 
good or was it mixed? I I'm honestly been blackout on so all of what this. I've, what I've seen about it is it's been getting uh, pretty positive reviews. Like the the biggest faults I hear from it are that it's got it's got bugs to it. It's got some glitches. Like it it feels like a older game. Uh, okay. Is what I heard a friend of the show MC Fixer say. Um, is but it's a lot of fun. The story is still really on par from what I've heard. Like it it just takes the same story and some of the like the same essential plot, but modernizes it with new voiceovers, new graphics. Uh, they've actually okay. tweaked some of the dialogue so it makes more sense. Is it still the same voice actors? That I'm not sure of. Okay, just because. Though, who, like, I'm not sure who's going to die on the hill of, oh, it's not the original voice actors, but it would be cool if it was. Just... Yeah, I, I never got a chance to play the first. I, the Mafia series is one that I've always loved. I, it's always one that I've wished would be better than it is, but I mm -hmm. still really enjoy it. Um, but I've never gotten a chance to play the first because the original came out in 2003, and ah. it's hard to get those games to run on your PC. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Very nice, very nice. Yeah. AJ, you what have you been doing? You've been quiet. What, what have I been doing? Yeah, you've been very um, quiet. Yeah, I've just been listening. I've been enjoying hearing the game conversation because I haven't played much other than No Man's Sky. Um, I, I, I've fallen back into it for a second time in a couple of weeks, but in a different way. Um, you know, previously I... I had said that you know the best way and probably only way that i really want to play no man's sky is in vr and that remains mostly true because there's something completely immersive about it and whatnot but the new update came out and i just built this new computer so i figured okay well it's on game pass on pc why not put it there and just you know play around with it or whatever with the new update and whatnot um and so i did that and you know uh, i haven't seen too many of the new uh features i will say um a lot of the planets that i have uh discovered since um you know they, they haven't exactly been samey as what was before but um there have been some 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 newer variants in there specifically one with one that was labeled uh imminent core detonation um yeah so i don't think the planet is going to explode at any point but what it basically means is there are volcanoes all over the planet um yeah it's uh it, it's a whole thing um uh actually uh my girlfriend's in the chat right now and she just reminded me i've taken a couple uh i, I what I, something that i have done that that i've really appreciated especially with this new pc um is screenshots because i've got dual monitors right now oh, and man. so what i've what i've done I, is i what a high-tech uh ability. i know i know um no what i what i've done specifically is i've um just taken uh basically panorama pictures and use photoshop to uh automate and stitch them all together and, and kind of come up with a, a neat like super widescreen display uh like imagery of you know just visuals on on some of these planets and whatnot 
Um, the other the other point I wanted to bring up specifically with uh, the Game Pass version of uh, No Man's Sky on on PC, um, I was able to boot that thing up on my phone using the Game Pass app, so the cloud streaming, um, which we will talk about at some point tonight. Specifically, I'm sure cloud streaming in general because I always do. Um, but yeah, it. Um, what was really nice is that it was cross-saved between the PC version and uh, the uh, game streaming version, which means it's cross-save with the console version, um, which is actually a, a pet peeve I had with Master Chief Collection on uh, P when going back and forth from PC to console or to the phone, the save didn't carry over from the PC. Um, it could have something to do with all of um, Master Chief Collection not being out um, yet. Um, yeah. But, like, specifically when I was playing uh, through Halo 1, you know, sometimes I wanted to play it on my computer. Sometimes I wanted to sit in front of the big TV and play it on my Xbox. Sometimes I wanted to play it in bed on my phone. And the only time cross-save worked was when I went from Xbox to phone and vice versa. Yeah. If I wanted to continue my PC save, I would have to start that level over if I wanted to continue from where I left off. But hmm. I yeah. digress. I wouldn't, yeah. like, just very quickly, I wouldn't really, like, blame 343 with that. Master no, 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 Collection no. is held together by fucking duct tape and dreams. So Absolutely. I, like, the fact, the fact that they're even adding, like, cross-play that's going to be added between PC and Xbox is mm -hmm. still kind of a miracle in my eyes. So, like when there are short like shortcomings like that i feel like it's easily forgivable at least for me personally yeah, yeah absolutely i mean when you when you imagine it happening from when you first create a game like for example sea of thieves is completely cross play and cross save and your account carries over from pc to xbox and vice versa where you know master chief collection was 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 a dream and it caught fire very very easily um but yeah uh yeah that's what i've been up to uh nathan what have you been up to uh i've had a weird week this week um i, I want to shout out a few quick things because i've got a few things on here number one um i caught up the entire last season of the 100 uh in time for the final episode which is going to air tonight so are mm. you guys familiar with the 100 i've heard of it i've uh i've watched up well, I can't really say anything without spoiling it. I've watched a couple seasons, like uh, maybe four or five. Okay. Yeah, no, um, it's one of my favorite shows over the past, like, ten years. Um, but it's essentially, initially starts out as um, where everybody's living um, on the on this space station that's cobbled together by multiple space stations after there was a nuclear apocalypse on Earth. And they send a uh, hundred children uh, that are juvenile delinquents down to the earth to see if it's inhabitable. And it's kind of their story um, to see what happens on earth. And there's been so many twists and turns and I can't really talk about it, but I'm glad to see the series finally ending um, this week. Um, and I'm hoping it has a good ending because it's one of the, one of my favorite series that I've enjoyed over the past few years. So hmm. yeah, it's, in uh, in my experience with it, like it's it's definitely an interesting show. I think it's it kind of starts off more like a, a kind of teen romance, but yeah. apocalyptic survival. But then as the show grows, 
it kind of puts that whole teen romance on the back burner and just goes full on like apocalyptic drama and it's like the seasons i've watched uh were really good uh again the longer that you watch the show the better it gets mm-hmm. uh it's something i didn't realize it was ending so i'll have to get back to it yeah no it's uh i'm it's good it looks like it's gonna have a strong finish for the show and they're gonna tie a lot of loose ends up which i'm really appreciating so i'm glad they got the final season and really a cw show making seven seasons that's not superhero based uh it did pretty well for itself so yeah. um anyway so that's if you want to watch it it's all on netflix you can watch it all um and should be all, every single episode should be available tomorrow once that last episode kicks out but anyways, I want to talk about um, a few other quick things. Number two, I was mentioned on the PlayStation blog uh, this week, and uh, PlayStation tweeted me or tweeted my handle out because I wow. was selected for I don't know one of the Tony Hawk Play Share things that they do because uh, I submitted and did the hashtag, hashtag for it. So that was kind of cool. Uh, my Twitter is still getting notifications about it now. Uh, wow. Um, and it's either two things that people are replying. Number one, they're telling me how lame my trick is because they don't understand that I'm trying to get the four or the three gaps you need to get the get the hard get there challenge. So I wasn't trying to do lots of tricks in a high score. Um, and number two, people. The, the, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, it's, it's I, I was going to try and compare it to like a, a quality quantity thing, but I don't think that's necessarily the case because like quality and quantity in terms of tricks and tony hawk is kind of the same thing because the more uh the more tricks you you do the the higher quality your combo that i guess i don't know and like whatever math i'm not good at yeah no it's all good so yeah you know the whole point of that one was just to string the three gaps together but they're really stretched far apart across the level so it's manualing and reverting to try and keep it uh and grinding to try and keep it the entire way so um, that was kind of the point, and I don't think people got it. But the other thing people were complaining about was PS5 pre-orders. So I'm still seeing that as well. So I guess hmm. if you tw- PlayStation tweets something out, people are complaining about why can't they pre-order a system. Um, then the other thing which I'm still seeing notifications about, apparently don't insult Breath of the Wild. Yeah, go fuck <laughs> yourself, bud. Um, I stand by what I said. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that if you want to go find it. Disgusting. You're disgusting. Do you want me to go find these tweets? I don't know. Or do we want to leave them to the archives of the internet? Leave them to the audience. Um, I don't need. I just just don't need more notifications about it. Um, I will say 125 people agree with my opinion, or 155. And so do I. And so do I. So, um, but anyway, so off the Twitter rant um, today, I just want to talk too quick uh, quickly about two games I'm playing for review. One's called The Leveled, um, and it's a neat puzzle game where you have to activate switches by bouncing balls back and forth. Um, so uh, I think we've got a trailer coming up here for it. But basically... You... Hold on, there were, like, there were like 50 titles before the trailer started proper. Oh. Yeah. Um, but essentially, you've got to get these like blocks to the this gate, but you have to a lot of times activate these switches. But there's a momentum thing. So when you're... A uh, guy drops and he hits on the other side um, of the line. It'll make your other guy bounce. If they fall at the same pace, then they're both going to bounce at the same time. So it's an interesting huh. um, like mechanic as you work your brain around how to get your like both of your guys to these switches to activate the um, to activate like the gates to move on to the next level. So just a neat. I appreciate. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, I appreciate them showing people having fun solving these puzzles in the trailer. That's, you know, yeah, not what's going to sell me on it personally, but... It, it, it kind of breaks my brain a little bit when I play it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it's good. I like my brain being broken by a good puzzle game. So, anyway, so that's one of the games I've been playing. Uh, the other one is, um, Al, I, I'm not going to say this right. Al was Legacy. Um, and it's a neat little Metroidvania platformer on Switch. Um, hmm. about a wizard and you um, basically it, it really doesn't hold your hand or tell you where to go and kind of some ways directs you the wrong way to go in a lot I felt especially near the beginning of the game because it takes you to one spot where you have no light and it says yo you need to find a light to do Oof. to go through here um, and then it turns out that you um, need to go somewhere completely different uh, for now so um, but it's a fun little platformer um, lots of like good weapons and um, you get uh, some interesting powers that move you through the dungeons in the world so yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far it doesn't seem like it's going to take too long like 6 or 7 hours and that's about as long as I like my Metroidvanias being typically um, it's definitely mm. hard uh, it's harder than most that I've played So, but it's very enjoyable so if you want to give it a shot that's a fun one on Switch that you can play as well um, and then finally, I've pl- I've played a little. Yeah, the graphics are really nice on it. Actually, apparently, there's it's a sequel to another game um, with Allah's Journey or something or Allah's Journey. I never played that one. So um, yeah, so neat game. And uh, then I've played a little bit of Hades. I see Alex has been playing Hades too. Uh, I believe that the game that it was inspired by or that it's a su- successor to is Allah's Awakening. Awakening. Thank you. So, um, but yeah, if you're looking for a quick, uh, fun Metroidvania, it should be right up your alley. So, um, Alex, what do you think about Hades? Um, I'm still really, really digging it. Like, it's, it's getting, honestly, it's getting more and more fun the further I've been playing it and also, like, unlocking stuff. Because at a certain point, like, because a lot of the things, because it's all procedurally generated, like, every new room you get a new thing. And the combos of, like, of status effects that you can be getting i'm starting to get some really like i'm starting to learn like what's good to combine with each other and it's getting really really fun and super satisfying so i'm still really digging it i've only gotten to the third boss which is actually two bosses at the same time oh and it's a minotaur and another guy and they're really hard um so i haven't gotten a chance to beat them yet but i am still just grinding away see trying to get to the end of it but I still love Hades. I think it's one of the most satisfying games I've played this year. And I'll be very curious to see where it sort of lands on my top 10 list. Because I think it's going to be on there. I, I like the game. I've never been a big person uh, for Rogue. This is a Rogue Light, right? Yes. Or like, I believe. is It's Rogue Like. It, you get upgrades and you can continue on with those upgrades in your next run and build it up from there. But only some yeah. of the upgrades, because that's what I'm trying to understand. I've only done a few runs, but you don't keep the powers of the gods. You just keep the upgrades you pay for? Yes. That's correct, right? Some of them. Some of them. There, there are some that you keep and some... Yeah, there's some that are, like, persistent. There's some that are not persistent. But then also, like, other upgrades are, like, ones that you unlock that then potentially could be unlocked in another run but like it makes it available to you to potentially get through the procedurally Mm. generated levels i know i unlocked the one that makes me reborn with half my health again that's permanent right Mm -hmm. yes and you can you can get a 
you can you can get at least if i'm not mistaken you get at least two upgrades to that as well um yeah the i I call it the sekiro mechanic because it is a you know you get a second life so gotcha it's yeah yeah so things like that you keep but then things like you know god god upgrades you only get if you get that god again um and you like specifically upgrade like down that tree uh, I'm still kind of getting a grasp of it myself, but yeah, no, it's it's yeah. really fun. Um, I wasn't sure how I'd enjoy it, but it's pretty fun. I still haven't beat a boss though. I've not made it that mm-hmm. far to beat a boss. I've only done a few runs of it so far. So, but it's it's good. The art style is great. I love the character designs. I think the character yeah. designs are really good. So, and I think it yeah. will definitely end up on a lot of people's uh, game of the year list uh, because of how solid it is. Mm-hmm. Fully agree. So. <laughs> Perfect. Amazing. Yeah. And nothing else anybody has to say? Uh, I guess I'll just, just because I've been playing with it, like, as you guys have been talking. I've started to learn to play guitar. Inspired by The Last of Us, right? Very much so. Um, And also just, like, the people who I've surrounded myself with at school. They're very, like, they're very good at it. And they've been, like, kind of helping me uh, a little bit. You're going full college hipster, are you? Absolutely. I'm single now, so I gotta, I gotta, you know, be appealing in some way. You, I mean, okay, well then, in that case, first step is Wonderwall. Absolutely. Uh, here it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, actually, no. I'm because inspired by The Last of Us. I want to yep. learn Future Days. It is going to be the first song that I learned to play. The first song that I make a video about. Like, I'm fully planning on like documenting, and I have been a little bit documenting my journey with learning this instrument um like today yeah. i just bought a capo also so, alex yeah. your people did not contact me last week oh no we're still working on it honestly like we've been trying to uh yeah we've been trying to contact everyone speaking of yeah school stuff my uh documentary is still on track um contacted naughty dog sony ubisoft it's uh haven't gotten a response from anyone yet but you know still uh still mm. working on it uh even steve Steve is a little uh, fast and loose with uh, how he responds, but either way, it's still going well. Like it's um, it's it's sh- progressing. Yes, and the okay. creative aspect, like my producer, is wonderful, and she is really doing a lot of the heavy lifting on paperwork stuff. So it allows me to just creative vision the whole thing, and we shoot in three weeks. And oh, I am terrified, but also very excited about it. So I feel like building up to it i'm gonna have like regular updates about it but so far access granted is i would say on track sweet so great yeah all right uh and with that um i think we're gonna uh, move on over to the news how's that sound sounds good sounds good to me all righty well first thing that uh we have here on the news doc um is over on uh, Bloomberg, Jason Schreier wrote a piece uh, called Cyberpunk 2077 Publisher Orders Six-Day Weeks Ahead of Launch. Now, yes, in in jobs where you have deadlines, you may be expected to work some overtime and whatnot. Thankfully, in Poland, CD Projekt Red uh, uh, gets... Uh, over time for the extra hours that they work and whatnot. But what really made this sort of thing kind of blow up is the, res- the the something that transpired on Twitter. Um, Jason Schreier um, 
I, di I, I didn't think to, to put the actual link to his tweet I, in here. I've got the tweet in front of me if you oh, yeah. want me to read yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead and read it. Go ahead so, and read it. So Jason Schreier um, tweeted, Last year, the bosses of CD Projekt Red approached me for an interview. They wanted to announce that for Cyberpunk 2077, they would be avoiding mandatory crunch. This week, they sent her an email staffing announcing studio-wide crunch news. And then it's the link to the, the news article from Bloomberg. Um, but I think one the biggest, like the retort to that is uh, Adam Baduski. Um, I'm not, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but he's the head of CD Projekt Red. Uh, and he quote tweeted Jason Schreier with a, just a note, like a screenshot of the note uh, app. And it's, these last six weeks are our final sprint on a project we've spent much of our lives on, something we care for deeply. The majority of the team understands that push, especially in light of the fact that we just sent uh, the game to CERT and every day brings us visibly closer to shipping a game we want to be proud of. This is one of the hardest decisions I've had to make. Uh, but everyone is well compensated for every extra hour they put in. And like in the recent years, 10% of the annual profit of our company generate uh, in 2020 will be split directly among the team. Of course, so. you know, something that needs to be brought up in this scenario is the factor of COVID-19. Now, I'm not saying that without COVID-19, the team wouldn't have still had this crunch. It's entirely possible that this crunch would have still happened. But you'd have to imagine that Initially, they had planned to the delay of Cyberpunk 2077 to uh, the end of this year was planned in part so that they could better space out their time and potentially avoid this kind of crunch and that the introduction of COVID-19 somewhat disrupted that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Uh, see, for this, uh, there's a lot when it comes to pushing a game. I know, like, they mentioned the profit the company generates in 2020. And if they were to delay it, they, they that would affect their 2020 profits and affect the uh, revenue sharing with the employees. But like, I, so selfishly because I've been call, saying it's going to get delayed, but I think it, it they should delay it because yeah. Cyberpunk is one of those games where no matter they could delay it three more times and people will still be as hype. CD Projekt Red has Definitely. created this kind of thought bubble around them where they can do no wrong. And they've proved that so far they haven't. Uh, this might be that first um, nail in the coffin, but it's like they, they could push it off and there won't be any issues. And it just it boggles the mind as to why they don't just take the bullet and push it off till even as early as February. Yeah, I, th I will I, say. I, oh, I, I just very quickly, I, just a slight retort. Like I, I get like I do agree with you in the sense that like CD Projekt Red has this like bubble of like positive mm -hmm activity around like their reception they've only made one game though that like i feel like it warrants that obviously the witcher 3 is a fantastic game but like it's kind of astounding how they've proven themselves as a studio they've made like a bunch of games and really only the witcher 3 is like the one that i would say is worth kind of anything like i think two is fine i never played the first one but just it it is kind of astounding how um positive their reception is just from the witcher 3 uh what I, what I was gonna say really quick is just you know it, it's not this isn't necessarily their their first misstep like they like this misstep specifically is hey they said they weren't gonna do something and then they went back on it and you know that's a problem it, in general with a lot of uh game companies and whatnot but the first nail in their coffin was the the overlooked um 
transphobia imagery in cyberpunk uh which you know that sort of thing when when it was first revealed you know there was there was that poster um i'm not necessarily gonna describe it here because i'll do a poor job at it but you know they, they they've definitely made some missteps uh with this game specifically I don't think that necessarily speaks to the quality of the game, good or bad. Like, should should this be delayed at this point? Possibly. But, I you don't know. see it happening at this point. Yeah, they they might... They, yeah, the cat might be just out of the bag. I'm not sure. I don't think they're going to delay it. I think they probably should have delayed it if they promised that they'd have no crunch and then are having crunch. Yeah. And now... On the flip side, it does sound like they're being properly compensated for it. And the realistic truth is we don't know what the team's feelings are on. Uh, we All we've seen is really from the publisher saying that the team understands that they need to do this and that they're being well compensated for it. So at least they're not being forced into mandatory like overtime without extra pay. Um, yeah. So, the, like, but it's I guess the question is, like, if it's mandatory, they don't get the option to do it or not to do it. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd rather see them. The, I, yeah, I'd rather see them delay it too. And you know, mandatory overtime, you know, it, is a factor in some businesses. And you know, if the person agrees to it or not, whatever. But like, you also have the issue where there could be like a the non-mandatory overtime where it's more of a a social issue within the company. Oh, this person doesn't want to. Uh, pull their weight do they i'm working all these extra hours because this person won't and, and that creates its own poor dynamic that that makes employees um dislike other employees rather than disliking the the poor management that put them in that position in the first place so uh, i want to conclude this by just making a little bit of a meta comment uh, mm -hmm. I was in a uh, chat with some other people the other night talking about this news story, and some of them were complaining about how like th this feels the manif uh, this feels like a bit like a manufactured outrage kind of story that like you know there's a ton of other developers right now who are undergoing similarly intense periods of crunch, but they're not being specifically targeted. It feels very specific and unnecessary that CD Projekt Red is being targeted, and it's like I somewhat understand her perspective but ultimately if we want to you know do away what crunch in the industry be able to minimize it as much as possible this is something that needs to keep being discussed and in this instance you know because cd project med made a cd project red made a big ado about how they were not going to have crunch towards the end of production yeah. i feel like it needs to be brought up in particular it wouldn't have been as big of a story if they didn't say a year ago we're not going to do it and then change their mind at the end of it. So yeah, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. All right. Moving on to number two, uh, unbeknownst to really anybody, because you know, the world has been in such a weird state that who thinks these sorts of things still happen. Um, the Tokyo game show still kind of happened a little bit. I don't entirely you know, know specifically, you know, what, what went on. It, it, it looks it like it was they, a digital they, showcase, like just a, lot a digital of showcase sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they had some, you know, uh, a lot of game trailers and announcements. There's some gameplay footage, uh, new gameplay footage from um, the 
new Hyrule Warriors, um, Age, Age of Calamity, um, you know, yeah. Monster, Monster Hunter Rise um, gameplay, some near, uh, like like a new near something announced. Yeah, which is the upgraded version of the original 2010 near game. Oh, that yeah. one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Are they? Uh, what are they doing? Remaking it in the new engine or something, or a a new engine, or just re-releasing it? Do you know? Do uh, we know? My understanding is that it's like it's an enhanced remake. Like it, it's okay. not like a Final Fantasy VII remake style remake, but like th there's a fair bit more going on than just giving it a nice new graphical polish. And got it. Got it. Got it. There's some uh, Resident Evil Seven. Uh, not so uh, eight village I meant um, yeah they're, they're saying that uh, Resident Evil 8 will focus more on exploration that came out of there um, let's see oh Alex this one's for you Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory getting playable demo are you going to play that on stream for us do I have to is that the switch one uh, is that the yeah is that the rhythm game one it's coming to PlayStation 4 and switch yes Mm. Oh. I'm gonna just say no. Uh, no, I'm just I'm not even gonna entertain that idea. That's... Or if you hit a hundred followers on the channel this stream, you'll play it. You know what? Uh fine. If we hit a hundred <laughs> followers this stream by ten thirty tonight on uh September thirtieth, then I will play. Hey chat and everybody right. listening, let's get on this on Twitter right now so Alex has to play Kingdom Hearts. Here, here, <laughs> Here, I'll go even further because I don't think we're going to do it. I will make a highly edited video of me playing it. Wow. I will put effort into this. That's... And wow. you, I swear to God, I'm going to read the follower. Like, it, this has to be legit people. This can't be fucking Mitch making six accounts to follow the, the page with. Because I already know he would do something like that just out of spite. I really want to see, like, a scene of you playing this game in your upcoming documentary. It's like be... just completely sidelined, like you know, yeah. it's all it's about Steve and accessibility, and then just you know, King just Hearts. you, just just like, like like thirty frames just of you, just yeah, I'll slip it doing in that. somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, there's a Shimigami Tensei three in this in this whole list here. A special mode yeah, for it's it. Anybody's interested in that? remake oh. as well. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I'm so excited about Nocturne. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. As uh, as getting into the Persona series, I'm just so invested in whatever Atlas does next. So I am mm -hmm. very excited to see what they've done previously for when Shimagami Tensei Five. Comes Nocturne's out, my which uh, Nocturne's my first uh, SMT game. Um, the only thing mm -hmm. I'm disappointed about is that Dante was included in the original release um, uh, from Devil May Cry when they released it on PlayStation Two. And now he's because right. he was subbed in for a different character from the Japanese version, and then they gave us him in the American version. He's DLC now. Okay. To get him in this oh, really? version, so they've get, yeah. basically used the original Japanese character that they had used in the Japanese game, and um, uh, now you have to pay to get the Dante DLC. With I think it's just See, a skin it for him. If they announced that they were just taking Dante out of the game entirely, like I feel like I would have been more cool with that than hey Dante's in it, but he's DLC. Yeah. Hmm. So. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, sorry, that's my little comment about that. And SMT five should be great. I'm looking forward to that. 
very excited awesome. about that. They also have uh, Nino Kuni Cross Worlds first gameplay reveal. Ooh. Um, let's see. Um, the the medium composers explain how the game uses next something. Are, are you just making a... shit up at this point? <laughs> I am scrolling down this list, and I mean, you know, in, in total, this more or less feels Let's... on par for the kind of announcements that are made at. I feel like there's uh, Tokyo okay. Game Show. I feel like there's I, bigger I, ones that are typically added to the Tokyo Game Show, but I just feel like this year's really off year. I'm usually excited about things coming out of the Tokyo Game Show, and there wasn't one single big announcement. Sega hinted at uh, potentially a new Virtual Fighter coming and mm-hmm. i think that's probably the biggest news to come out of it at least in terms that, of the fighting that's game kind coming. of exciting um i mean you'd have to imagine that the you know covid 19 situation around the world probably resulted in some publishers being like ah we're just gonna do our own private announcement for this new thing that we want to loose free on the world rather than save it for tokyo game show digital edition what, what i thought was mm-hmm. really weird though was this like there was a lot of rumors about Microsoft in this show and it amounted to nothing. Like they were talking about people like Sega well, buying them uh, or sorry, uh, them buying Sega. What, was the big what, rumor. There's one thing in here that specific two things in here. One is Microsoft flight simulator to add Japan world update next week. So if you're want to fly out of Japan, it's going to look a lot better, but also the Xbox series S price has already been reduced in Japan. By about twenty-eight U.S. dollars. Is, yeah. What What was the the reason for that? Is it just like a like just conversion thing? No. Re- okay. Just... It says here no reason was given, but the PS5 and PS5 digital edition prices were announced after the Xbox Series X and S prices in Japan. So this could be a response to that. Let's be honest. They're not going to sell Xboxes in Japan. I kn- I know it's a market they've that tried to get. But I think they sell in like double digit numbers typically, uh, weekly. Like, yeah. there's less than 10,000 Xboxes or something in Japan right now. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Japan yeah. has always been very PlayStation Nintendo focused, focused and Nintendo focused. Yeah. It's been hard for Microsoft to kind of breach in there, which I honestly think that's what this price reduction is kind of to do is try and be competitive against the other two. Which yeah. uh, goes into, it's not mentioned here, but something that I think is personally a little exciting is, um, I think it was at the start of uh, TGS, um, there was the Microsoft conference where they kind of went through like their big announcements, which they did announce like the price of the S and stuff like that. They But they did show like all of these Japanese developers that they are partnering with. Uh, what that partnership is we're not quite sure because there was no translation but there's a partnership with a bunch of studios like sega FromSoft, and uh and more so uh it's exciting to see what could come out of that so hmm. so with that like just very quickly i wanted to just kind of pose this question because japan has always been known as like the like a very like heavy mobile game market um yeah do you think xcloud might be finally microsoft's foot in the door for them to be able to get a foothold in the in that marketplace, I mean, because they've I think never that... really they've never really done mobile stuff before, so this could be their chance. I mean, possibly, but I think that it's ultimately dependent on what kind of games that they have to offer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. And also, you have to consider: is Sony gonna, you know, try and 
or usurp this hypothetical position that you think Microsoft might try to go for. Yeah. Because if they do do that, then you know what what where does that leave Microsoft? So Sony already has the exclusive on Final Fantasy 16. I know they've got um, Fancy Star Online um, for the two or something uh, on Xbox, but I think a lot of those major um, temple Japanese franchises. PlayStation's gonna PlayStation Nintendo have locks on them. Like if there's a Dragon Quest game, even like a Persona or something, um, there seem to be um, on the PlayStation. I'm curious to see what would happen with them getting exclusivity on Final Fantasy 16. If there's another Dragon Quest game released, and Dragon Quest is way more popular in Japan than Final Fantasy, I could see them trying to get that as exclusive on the PlayStation as well. If they were able to work the Final Fantasy deal out twice, so. See, I, I can see them getting more traction when they add like uh, more games that are relevant to the market. Because like Bethesda being bought is huge news in the Western world, but they they've never been massive franchises for like uh, Asia and Japan and games like that. So uh, when they ha- add more games that are relevant, like Dragon Quest coming in December, it comes to Game Pass, which will then make it on X Cloud. Like that might be re- more relevant to those consumers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting before to we, see. Uh, just want to say quickly, before we move on to the next news story, I've been meaning to like show these pictures on stream for a uh, while now. Uh, I went to Tokyo Game Show back in 2017. And awesome. uh, actually, this is 2016. And honestly, it was a real fun time. It's not dissimilar to like other video game conventions if you've ever been to one, uh, but it obviously has a very distinct uh, Japanese flavor to it with a lot of wacky ass franchise and attractions that you're unlikely to see in any other part of the world. And so if anyone here uh, in this podcast or listening or watching this podcast ever gets a chance to go to Japan in the future when all of the uncertainty that we're currently living in gets cleared up, by all means, consider uh, attending Tokyo Game Show because it was relatively inexpensive to get into the door and it was a lot of fun. I'd like to check it out one day. My son really wants to go to Japan and I've wanted to go for a bazillion years. I went to Taiwan and it's close, but it's not the same. It's not the same thing. Absolutely. Um, I've uh, modified the doc a little bit uh, and just kind of moved some things around in the interest of time. Uh, so the next thing I just want to mention really quick is uh, Super Smash Brothers. Uh, the next DLC fighter is going to be revealed tomorrow, being uh, October 1st. So uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, you already know what the character is going to be. Uh, I want to ask everybody really quick who they think it's going to be and who they actually, in their heart of hearts, really want it to be. Oh, fun. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Alex, let's start with you. Okay, so um, I'm gonna give a kind of realistic one. I feel like they will be involved. They will be added in the the um, this new fighter pass at some point. I think the Astral Chain character, like the main character from Astral Chain, will mm. be added. Just it's a Nintendo exclusive. Um, it just makes sense. It's um, you know. They love their anime boys and girls in Smash, and I just I feel like it's appropriate that we will see them at some point during like before this fighter pass is concluded. In my heart of hearts, who I really, really, really want, Master Chief. I gotta, oh, I gotta yeah. be on brand. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like especially with Banjo coming in, I know there's like history with Banjo being like like used to be on uh, Nintendo, and, but. Yeah. 
I just feel like Microsoft and Nintendo have a good enough relationship and Sakurai has gone out of his way to get characters that haven't been very well known for being on Nintendo platforms uh, like Solid Snake, even though Metal Gear, yes, what the first Metal Gear Solid was on GameCube, like the Twin Snakes, but still, Heart of Hearts, I want it to be Master Chief. <laughs> get wacky. Cozy. Uh, so here's the thing. Realistically, I think there's a pretty good chance that it could be a character from Ring Fit Adventure, either the oh. main character, the avatar that you play as, or uh, Dragul, which I believe is the name of the main villain of that game. I'd say that the main villain is more likely just because I feel like some people might complain that there's too much similarity between the main character of Ring Fit Adventure and the Wii Fit Trainer. Um, and I think, like, I actually legitimately think that if they were to announce the villain of ring fit adventure it would actually like go over really well i think a lot of people would be happy however like the character that i really want to appear in um super smash bros ultimate is a dlc fighter is and now stick with me here because you're gonna be like wait what uh it's another pokemon by the name of dracovish mm. so the whole backstory behind this pokemon is he's a fossil pokemon but typically in the Pokemon games, fossil Pokemon are Pokemon that you kind of resurrect from one fossil. Dracovish, however, and all the other fossil Pokemon in Pokemon Sword and Shield are Pokemon that you revive by combining other fossils together. So in his case, you combine a dinosaur fossil part with a fish fossil part, and you get this dinosaur-fish hybrid where its Pokedex entry literally says that like its legs are capable of running at speeds exceeding 460 miles per hour but apparently it can only exist underwater because it can only breathe underwater so its leg power is completely useless it's just hmm. a goofy wacky meme pokemon that has actually taken the competitive pokemon scene by storm over the past like year or so and i think he would make for a great addition to smash bros that like realistically could actually very well happen because it's you know pokemon it's a pretty done and done nintendo franchise but obviously remains to be seen whether that could actually come to pass nathan um okay so i i had two that i think are the potential ones cozy's already named one of them i think the um reef we fit or ring fit adventure character is likely to be added during this pass because i think there's a lot of moves you can uh get from that and i do think it'd be different enough from ring fit trainer uh or we we fit trainer so um but then the other one that i think is probably pretty likely especially with how hard they've pushed the um expansion pass is i don't know how to say his name but the legendary pokemon the cub food the, the upgraded one ushi ushi urshifu yeah um because it's a fight fighting type Pokemon, um, and it'd be interesting. I think there's two different types, like a water fighting and dark something. I don't know, understand Pokemon really well. Um, so, but I, th I think that's a likely scenario, especially because I feel like the starter Pokemon as character as uh, fighters has been kind of played out and there's not a lot of mm. depth there because I know, uh, Mitch was saying he thought it'd be Cinderace and I'm like, but they've already got, uh, in for Incineroar and Charizard is playable. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a lot of fire Pokemon. So, like, I, I wouldn't necessarily go that route. This gives them a push for the season pass, and just as they're announcing it, like they did the direct um, that talked about the upgrades to it, it'd probably be a perfect time to announce it and maybe have it come out the same time 
that the uh, last section of that season pass comes out. So, um, hmm. who I'd like to see, which won't happen because it's a PlayStation character, but I think would fit really well, Ratchet and Clank. I think Ratchet and Clank would be oh that'd be good a great fighter in this um, a great fighter in Smash Brothers. It will never happen, um, but that's yeah. my pie in the sky. Uh, would be really good. Yeah. You just get a PlayStation mm-hmm. All Stars Battle Royale too. Oh, that's what I want. I, I love PlayStation <laughs> except, All Stars Battle Royale. Except now, because of Battle Royales, you would have to have a hundred players at the same time falling from the sky, fighting on their way down. Okay, that's how it would have to work. Uh, I just want to say quickly. I, I know we're yep. not trying to spend too much time with this news story, uh, but you might remember how back in February of this year, the Pokemon Company celebrated uh, the 24th anniversary of the game uh, by basically. Uh, letting fans vote on what they believed uh, their most popular Pokemon were. And some of the, you know, most voted on Pokemon were Pokemon like Greninja, for example, and Lucario, who are already fighters in Smash Brothers. Below that, though, we have Mimikyu, which I believe is a Pokeball summitable Pokemon in the game. Yeah. Yeah, I I believe so. And then we have Charizard, who, again, playable character. And then we get into... What regardless, we get into Umbreon and Sylveon, which are two evolutions. Which I mean, I'm fans of both these Pokemon, but I don't really feel like they would make great fighters. I think I don't know. I don't know if they would make great fighters, but if you t- if you treated them like Pokemon Trainer, but you had one of each and you could pick which one you wanted and cycle through them, perhaps you'd have something there where you have doing different. Like every single one of them has different attacks. That would mm. be. That would and be then cool. underneath that you have Garchomp, which I feel like has appeared in the background of one of the stages, but I don't think has been featured in like a Pokeball uh, capacity. He, he was my favorite fighter in Pokemon Tournament. Yeah, I, I just I think that I don't know. I feel like the time is kind of passed. Maybe if there were like Diamond and Pearl remakes, it would make more sense to have him in the game. Maybe, uh, but yeah. And then there's Rayquaza, which you know we we've already had him as a boss. I don't think it makes sense as a playable character. And then yeah. we have Gardevoir, which I think would make for a great playable character, but again, she's already a Pokeball Pokemon. Yeah. And then number 10, we have Gengar, which I actually think could totally still work as a playable character, but hmm. I, hard to say, again, whether they would yeah. go for it nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who kno- Who knows? Like, there's so many good Pokemon that would be good fighters. They should just make a Pokemon-only Smash Brothers. Like that's how, that's how they should redo the combat system in Pokemon if they wanted to make it more live action. Make it Smash Brothers. Um, yeah, TJ, uh, any predictions, real quick? So honestly, both of mine have been said. I think the Ring Fit Trainer is a shoe in. Like, if the Wii Fit Trainer wasn't in the game, I would be like, that's a crazy idea. But we live in a world where that's the case, and they actually make it work. So I could see mm-hmm. uh, Ring Fit Trainer being added, and even uh, if they want to go the full nine yards, make it so you can play with the Ring Fit accessory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one, like my pie in sky uh, one is Master Chief. I, I've i never been a huge fan of Nintendo franchises. I've never, like I've always owned the console, but never really played the exclusives. Um, so having set, like the third part, big third party characters like Snake and Sonic, uh, has Joker helped as well. Me. Yeah, Joker as well uh, has drawn me into it. So I would love to see uh, Master Chief kind of be added in, and the the just imagining what his moves could be is just it makes me want to play Smash. So 
Yeah. Crash 4 comes out next week. Is there any chance it's Crash? Ooh. I mean, the, Tim Gettys uh, of Kind of Funny actually is really hoping that could be it. Mm. Hmm. Um, so I, he doesn't have any... Like, there's been no leaks of this yet. Probably because nobody is actually working in close proximity with each other at the yeah. moment. Um, so who knows how that could go but that would be a, a very good one spyro i think would be an interesting one but we already have a fire dragon with charizard mm -hmm. yeah. so i don't know what that would how well that would work um necessarily um love it or hate it alex sora mm -hmm. would be a good smash brothers character i do agree but do you think that there are already too many anime boys with swords <laughs> that's my biggest not from thing fire that. emblem that is true here's the thing i will not to go off too hard, but I think Byleth is a very appropriate character, and mm -hmm. I know there's so many fucking Fire Emblem characters, but Byleth's awesome. I like Byleth I agree. a lot. Uh, I, yeah. I do want to say, I know that I'm typically the person who's most supportive of the Kingdom Hearts franchise on this podcast, but I'm pretty certain that it was like semi-confirmed at one point yeah. that Sora was not going to be making the cut in Smash Bros. They Ultimate, couldn't get the so. licensing uh. with Disney to work out. Mm. Yeah. That's my but, but is Sora... Is Sora under Disney or Square Enix? It's a, I know Kingdom Hearts is. Kingdom but... Hearts is, and it's oh. enough that they can't get the clearances. Is my understanding because he's got the big goofy nah. shoes, and he like got he fights. It. Okay, yeah. like if you have Sora, I feel like you need to have Disney in your summons, and in your yeah. like in your fighting. Your yeah, your alt your your uh, Smash Ball ultimate thing, yeah. That would make sense. Like if you did your Smash, kind if of, you had a Sora and there was no links to Disney, it would feel really weird. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, that's very yeah. True. So on the subject of Tim Gettys and kind of funny, uh, the person who said that basically it wasn't going to happen was Imran Khan. He, oh. uh, the former senior editor of Game Informer, appeared on one of kind of funny's podcasts and basically said. They absolutely approached Disney about getting Sora as a Smash Bros. character once and basically explained how they couldn't really get it to happen. So, yeah, <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily want Sora in there, but like Sora on if the licenses could work out would be a good fit, in my opinion, for Smash Brothers. Another um, sword character. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. To be fair, Whatever. Astral Chain is very similar, so it's not like I'm, I'm saying anything. Different. That's fair. Absolutely. Think, uh... I think whatever character we get tomorrow, I don't think it's going to be someone big like a Crash or a Master Chief. I feel like that's going to mm -hmm. be saved for the Game Awards. Tomorrow's probably just going to be something oh, yeah. more first party, for more expected. Hmm. Yeah. That, yeah, that's why I think Ring Fit is honestly oh, that's, probably that's the such most a good likely. Guess. It's probably the most likely. I, I hope yeah. tomorrow morning we can on. be like, we were right. So, mm. all of or, us. Or I just hope that we're all wrong and it's something none like no one is yes, expecting it's ratchet and clank tron oh that would be yeah okay uh moving on to the last uh news story uh they changed spider-man's face i don't like it looks it. great he looks like tom holland and it looks, it looks weird. I, I love it, it it looks it looks it looks more like movie tom holland than any of the avengers in the avengers game looked like the 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 characters they were trying to be inspired by like because there was a big comparison in the avengers that uh you know they looked like the their their stunt doubles or something um he looks like tom holland in this um See. honestly i'm all for yeah. it 
I didn't play the original, so I'm not biased. That's fair. So, go ahead, TJ. I uh, I loved the original. I've played through it three times, um, and I was very wow. excited for the remake. I I still am to see the improvements. I'm a little disappointed though with this change in look, just because like I am so used to that original look. It is this. It is Insomniac Peter Parker to me, not this new face which i see how, why people are saying it looks like tom holland but i really like he looks young that's the only real connection i see between tom holland and this new face and yeah. like it, looking at the two comparisons on the screen right now where it's the original versus the remaster the, the remaster i'm trying to find a like, good shot there we go the re the remaster just looks like such a kid like it, it yeah. he looks like he looks like he'd go to school with Miles Morales rather than help him learn how to be a Spider-Man. Yeah, and at and, this point in the game, like in in this like in this uh, in the Insomniac uh, world, he's supposed to be twenty-three and finished college. Like he's supposed to be an adult. You when you're and I think that's mm. like I don't I I don't I need to like obviously play the game again and do the remaster, but I just think it. It's a weird change that's kind of like why did they why did they feel the need to do this? I feel there's got to be a reason that Insomniac did this other than they just wanted to change it. Well, no, it. they said there's like, a reason. See, yeah, it's a fit. Oh, they the, just the... It, it fits better with the the face actor. The, okay. This face model fit better with the motions of the face actor. Okay. And I'm sure uh, yeah. yeah, that's something along those lines. Um they okay. said the bone structure just, uh, of it, ah. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, think it's I a little bit that. of both, where it's like it did fit better with the bones and face of the face actor, but I think that they could have definitely produced a version of the face on the right that was a little bit more subtle in terms of changes. But they probably decided, well, in for a penny, in for a pound. And also, we have Sony being like, hey, if you can make him look a little bit more like the Peter Parker that appears in our movies, and so they probably decided, oh, let's just. Yeah, go all in and make him look especially yeah. like Tom the, Holland. The the only other time I recall something like this happening in games is the I'm gonna I'm gonna there's there's two words here the original Tomb Raider reboot. Mm -hmm. uh, so the 2013 Tomb Raider when they released the definitive edition of that um, for the new consoles they changed her face up. So yeah, okay. Um, I didn't. I, I still felt indifferent about it. I look I look at the original uh, from the previous generation, and I'm just like, I don't think they needed to do that, um, but they did it. Um, and yeah, I will say the the game though, oh. like the other screenshots that they've shown from the game, it looks incredible. Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't look like just a standard up res it feels like that they are utilize like i mean it is to some extent but it does feel like they are utilizing the power of the ps5 which makes it for me even though i knew i was going to buy the ultimate edition of miles morales that comes with this remaster it makes me feel more vindicated in buying it so it looks great and i can't wait to play with the new i feel like they're putting a lot of work into this remaster and it's actually justified the 20 dollars price point for it um i i, I, yeah, I I know there's a lot of hate towards that, um, but they it th this looks like whatever they're doing for Spider-Man Five because I or not Spider-Man Five Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Five uh, when it I was thinking PS Five <laughs> is combining things um, for Spider-Man Two when it eventually does come out. This is the building blocks of that, and you can see the effort that's gone into getting that ready. So and it's it, it's some yeah. major changes. 
So, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I just want to go uh, quickly, uh, AJ. You were talking about Lara Croft's face being changed from the Xbox yeah. 360 to Xbox One. I have the video pulled up here. See, this is like earlier when I said how Insomniac was probably correct in saying that they wanted uh, the face to kind of better match the bones and facial structure of the face actor. Like, I feel like a transformation from what you see on top to what you see on bottom is something that they could have done more with the Spider-Man. But again, it was a in for a penny, in for a pound scenario and they decided to change it up too much. A, a subtle change like this, I would have been okay I with. actually think that looks worse. Yeah. Yeah, the Xbox One version looks well significantly worse. Like, I feel like the eye spacing is weird, but th- this is like it's I obviously mean, a canned still from it. Like in motion, it probably looks better. Well, and yeah. I also want to say like this is like at the very beginning of this uh, console generation. Not even that. I mean, you That's could argue true, it's yeah. technically the console generation prior, really, when you break it down. So, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Okay. Yep. Anyway, uh, and that's going to do it for the news. So let's go into read slash watch all the things. So the first thing that we have here, um, Airborne Kingdom Preview, Reach for the Sky, over at Next Level Gaming by somebody named TJ Beckham. I I haven't heard of this guy. Uh, Can anybody speak to... Yeah, I I, I believe this. He sucks. I mean, he's... In, the, in this article, you should probably go over there and give it a click, I guess. Uh, he shits all over my friend's game. Just, oh, just dumps all over it. Oh, my God. No. But seriously, TJ, how do you feel? You're, yeah, you're, so... you're like the only other person who's played Airborne Kingdom other than me and can get give a, a fully like unbiased opinion on here and sum up your, your article a bit. Yeah, so I uh, I was given an opportunity to get hands-on with a early build of the game, uh, thanks to the developer, the Wandering Band. Um, it's I, I was very looking forward to this game uh, since it was announced. I'm a big fan of like uh, as I mentioned earlier, strategy games and kind of like Sealy Builders and that, and the whole unique idea of it's a city in the sky, so you have to manage like the weight of it all and the tilt of building too much on one side. Uh, it, it really intrigued me, so I was very happy to get this chance. It's a very fun game. I I only got about three hours in, and I, I wasn't much uh, past the starting area. That's all I was really allowed to play and discuss. Um, mm-hmm. So it during the initial points of it, I was having a lot of fun. The city, which I had dubbed uh, Vancouver Air, uh, was going well. <laughs> but... Uh, it, it, it got to a point, my, like, the only downside to it is it got to a point where there wasn't really any, uh, like, challenges for me to face. Like, the, the resources were abundant. The, like, the tilt function, at least at the point of the game where I was uh, in, I tried to max tilt my city, and all it did was slow the movement down. So when you were trying to fly from place to place, you weren't, you couldn't go as fast as normal. Um... With all that being said, though, I know I only did get a chance to scratch the surface, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing what else the game has to offer. Awesome, awesome. I've yeah, very nice. Already, I've already said enough about this uh, game on this podcast. Um, I, I will say I, I did play it recently, and I built a decent penis city, and the <laughs> tilt on it, it was like pointing almost straight up. It was was amazing. it girthy? Um, <laughs> It, it was it was very girthy especially um towards the the uh not the bell end but the the bottom end of it uh for sure 
All right. Uh, the next thing here, um, the, there's been a lot of videos going around, but the, the one we have uh, here is uh, from IGN. Ryan McCaffrey did a, a video on uh, with a hands-on on the Xbox Series X. And, you know, it, it highlights things like load times and quick resume and uh, backwards compatibility and whatnot. Um, you know, load times for things ha have gone down drastically um, with the in the next generation. Um, it'd be nice if we saw PlayStation do something similar and see how they compare so we can directly compare the two because that's another thing they promised is load times would be a lot better on PlayStation 5. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it, it looked for, for the previous generation of games, like take Outer, Outer Worlds, for example. Um, it, you, it used to take like two, two and a half to three minutes to load up. And this time it takes one whole minute. So just percentage based, like it's, it's a hell of a lot faster. Yeah, See, for sure. I, uh, I've been watching a lot of these videos and I was actually watching, um, Jeff Grubb from, I believe he's game beat, um, fake name. <laughs> uh, we were, I was watching his, uh, content and coverage on it this morning and, it just i'm very happy microsoft is kind of taking this approach in previewing the console and i kind of i don't know if sony's playing to it or i i hope they kind of follow suit because getting this look at the console has been uh kind of eye-opening especially in terms of load times because games like the last of us 2 to me kind of be like how can games kind of look better than this because last of us 2 looked phenomenal uh, but this next generation, it doesn't seem that graphics are the big deal. It's the performance of the console itself. So seeing, I think it was in the preview this morning that Assassin's Creed Origins loaded up in 10 seconds, like into the game compared to uh, almost a minute on Xbox One X. Like mm -hmm. it, it just blew my mind. Well, and this should yeah. theoretically be faster for any of the games directly developed for the systems because they won't have repeating yep. assets that you're trying to pull. Absolutely. So it should Absolutely. be even better when it's games are actually made to work with the SSD. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, according to uh, the videos I watched today, again from Jeff Grubb, uh, he uh, is going. He said that they have like sporadic uh, embargoes on what they can talk about. So there should apparently be more embargoes and more coverage about uh, potentially games created for the Series X. So uh, it'll be nice to see when those come out. Yeah. Hmm. I wish we'd see more from PlayStation. I have a feeling we're not going to see units out in the field till like two weeks beforehand. Yeah, and I think yeah, they're, they're pretty. They seem very confident in just their rollout strategy. That I feel like Microsoft is like is still playing catch up with from last generation. So there's kind I of hope. I, I hope for PlayStation's sake they don't pull a PS3 and their hubris doesn't bite them in the ass. I mean, Again. so far they've been doing a lot better than PS3. Like, I don't feel they like did. they're gonna. Yeah. They're not gonna. They're not falling that. They're, it's far. not gonna be that they're, bad. They're not pulling a. I, I can see them tripping. They're not up. pulling an Xbox One here either. Um, at, at the yeah, end of no. the day, the PlayStation is such a like a mindshare. Even when you're looking at like TikTok and things, it's all about like what people are giving up to get their wives to buy them, buy or their girlfriends to let them buy PS5s, or what they do to buy PS5s. Yeah. It's still the mindshare when people are discussing. Anyone else? Anyone else starting OnlyFans to pay for their PS5? Because I did. Whoa. <laughs> Plug it at the end wow. of the show, baby. Ooh. Yeah. The more you got to add it to the pass, Streamlabs This bot. might not be a bad idea. I just want to say quickly that the more weeks yeah. pass, the more I feel like I should probably jump in on the Xbox Series X bandwagon in the end. 
uh, previously on previous episodes of the show, I was like, ah, I'm just going to get the Series X because there's not enough that appeals to me. But <sighs> the, the need future-proof. to, yeah, future-proof, to future proof and, and, you know, have the best quality machine on the market is beginning, beginning to wear on me. It's beginning yeah. to wear on yeah. me. That, that was my thought. I don't have a 4K TV, so honestly, at the current second, a Series X really wouldn't give me as much uh, as it can get. But uh, I, I figured someday I'm gonna have 4K, or I know the X is compatible of eight, compatible with 8K. So like I'll be there at some point. So I might as well grab that now than the Series S. Uh, if you want, you can have one of my three pre-orders. Oh, <laughs> I accidentally I'll... have three pre-orders. So. <laughs> I'll, th- I'll I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll get back to you. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh... The, the next thing here, just really quick, the future of Among Us. Among Us is the the one of the more popular games on Steam all uh, on Steam and on Twitch. All of a sudden, all the YouTubers are playing it. Um, it you know, I, I've watched a lot of streams. I haven't played the game myself. TJ, I know you've played it. I know some of uh, Nathan, you've played it. Um, I d- I don't know if your experience, Alex, counts necessarily because you played it for what, like ten minutes. My yeah, I've had two very very brief experiences with it, both with yeah. uh, like the KFTO group and some of my friends mm-hmm. from school. I'm like, cozy. Have you tried it yet? No, I'll probably no? play it at some point. It, it, it's not. Yeah. I haven't played it for as a result of any disdain for it. It's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, the what the the big thing that they announced is that they they had previously announced that they were going to uh make a second Among Us, Among Us 2, but um with the popularity all of a sudden out of nowhere, 2 years after it released for, of the original Among Us, they decided, "You know what? No, let's let's just take the uh original and make that the best we can make it." And they're going to continue working on that. So, they're not going to make a sequel to Among Us at this nice. point in time. I appreciate um, that very, very much. Like, yeah, they could have nice. easily capitalized off of the the name, but I do like that they're keeping it. Well, consistent. in all fairness, there's a ton yeah. of DLC available for this game too on Steam, so they can push the DLC to the moon on this and hope that they make their money there instead of trying to release a second that may not catch fire. I think this is a much better strategy for them. That's also awesome. um, yeah. Take all those yeah, features you were planning and work it into the first. Um, and so, yeah, drop it on console. I, I, I don't know. Sorry. I just wanted to say quickly, I don't know much like about costumes in this game. Have there been any like cross promotional like third party costumes? Not, yet. Not like Fall Guys. Not yet. Uh, but this kind of came out of nowhere okay. like a month ago, so they wouldn't have had time to yeah. work those deals in. Mm. Uh, yeah, because I'm going to say I'm, I'm looking forward to <laughs> seeing all that stuff because I feel like it is only a matter of time before we get Fall Guys cross Half Life, Fall Guys cross Grease, Fall Gree. Guys cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is a smart move for the game's longevity because, like as Alex said, they could have capitalized on the name. But I think, like, th- I feel like this is definitely a flash in the pan kind of game at its current state. I feel like it's going to, in probably even before the end of the year, kind of fall off and fade into the ethos. Mm-hmm. But like, it's by having the updates come to the first one, you can kind of try and keep that the steam rolling, like keep the the train going. Momentum. And, yeah, keep the momentum and kind of uh, uh, upgrade from there. I'm, I'm curious to see how soon we see stuff from that, but I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, fully agree. Cool. Um, and then lastly, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members will get EA Play on November 10th. So when the console 
releases, they will have uh, access to the EA Play, uh, which is a similar service to Game Pass, but for EA games. So, Game Pass continues to get better and better each day. Absolutely. I I honestly, I, I love this just because... Like, if for someone who brand new picks up a Series S, doesn't have, like, hasn't previously been part of the Xbox ecosystem, they now have access to, with EA Play at becoming a Game Pass, that's 160 plus games. Um, and they, like, they can play football, they can play uh, FIFA, they can play shooting games. Like, it, there's literally every game under the sun, every genre under the sun is on there now. And yeah. uh, it, it just as makes well, it so much easier. Star Wars. Yeah, and Star, Star Wars, Wars yeah. as well. That's huge. Like, yeah, my, get better uh, and better every day. My girlfriend Rachel is in the chat, and she says in all caps, "Sports." sports. Oh, I do see that. Sports. Yes. So, mm. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, now it's time to move on to raining. It's raining deals. Uh, Balant, you have something in here that I don't yes. think you put in. I definitely did not, but it's still, you know, um, it's on brand. Yeah, it's uh, it's on brand. So Dark Horse announced um, the a Halo Infinite collector statue. One of the things that's really nice about this is I thought it was going to be a collector's edition that you'd have to pay for, or like you'd have to buy like the game with it as well. Uh, nope, it's just a statue. It comes out in November. It's Master Chief. He looks beautiful. Like um, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it, it, it's classic it's design, a... Master Chief. It's a, a gorgeous statue. Where can we get it? Because there, there's no Canada um, listed on that website. From what I can tell, it is EB Games. EB is Games. The retailer for it. And it is $90. So Christmas yeah. is coming, right, babe? Looking at you. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they list EB Games as a retailer for New Zealand and Australia. So it would make yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's coming out the same day that Halo Infinite probably would have come out, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of getting that game in November, you could get this very cool Master Chief statue, and that's probably what I'm going to do. Just to look at it. Great. Absolutely. Just to look at it. Nathan, you got something Yeah, here. Um, PlayStation Plus announced the games uh, that will be coming uh, next Tuesday. Um, uh, so for PlayStation Plus, it's really a mixed bag this uh, week, but um, it's or this month. Uh, Need for Speed Payback and Vampire. Um, actually, so I pulled up Need Need for Speed's been a troubled franchise over the past few years and may need its own rehab um, in at some point <laughs> in the future. But Need for Speed Payback is not one of the most well looked at games. It has a sixty one in Metacritic, so I'm actually surprised they went for that one over Need for Speed Heat, which launched last year. And um, for the most part, people thought it was a, m- a big improvement. Um, and I actually really like Need for Speed Heat. I picked it up and put. Uh, quite a few hours into playing it um it, it really like in miami and it had the pinks and it really reminded me of vice city um and i thought they did oh yeah like it just everything about it like design the cars it was the closest to underground without redoing underground so um yeah so i'm really surprised they went with that one the other game that they've added is vampire which i haven't played it's got a 70 on metacritic but i know people did like vampire so i'm curious to try that out I heard good yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. What, what I heard about it is that it's like one of those cult classic games. This Vampire feels like the perfect kind of game to have on PlayStation Plus 
my problem is is that I feel like alongside Vampire, I would also want something that's like a standard proven success and Need for Speed isn't really that kind of If it was Need for Speed, like Heat or something else, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Like, I I don't think they picked the right game for the franchise. But yeah, this isn't... uh, We've seen some stronger months. This isn't one of the stronger months. Um, But, you know, in November when it hits, you'll have that whole PlayStation collection hidden the in the PlayStation Plus. I wonder if we'll see other games added, too. They must be doing two other games. Maybe. So. Anyway, um, I see Mitch has some stuff in here. So, Nathan, why don't you go ahead and read those for him? Because he's not here to do Yeah, I, I don't know. Mitch put these on the list. Um, I, I don't understand why he did. Um, but something about wanting waifu games, there must be a sale somewhere. He didn't really elaborate where they are. He, he just built this PC. He should look on Steam and, like, there's a box you can tick for the the waifu games that mitch is looking for and you know so yeah they're they're there Um, anyways if that's what floats your boat mitch go ahead um and then for some reason girth four which was an inside joke from us maybe it's real maybe i'm not googling it i'm shocked about girth four because i've heard it's a lot more uh troubled than girth three which i remember got like critical acclaim Mm mm-hmm yeah, uh, didn't they rush that Girth three out? It wasn't it a little, a little bit of a, I don't know, like a. There was, a, there was. No. Were you trying to make my my under, were trying, you to trying to make, a, make the sound make of a, a car engine? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just my brain stalling, trying to think of a funny joke. But your you brain know, the, was the funniest stalling, joke isn't on this podcast. Like an my, my understanding with Girth four was there were too many explosions. <sighs> yeah. So. Yeah left left a big mess anyway on to the topic of the show what one important news story that we left out is amazon is getting into the streaming space with something called luna and by the looks of it um stadia is in trouble guys what when how do we not been what listen say it listen listen yeah you can't do it like that Stadia works. Just because it works doesn't mean it's good. So, I think you of all people should know this. The tech on Stadia is good. (laughs) The tech on Stadia is good. Yes. The entire way they've laid out the system in the store was bad. And the games that they provide are just not enough to get people. Like they cut. So okay, don't add enough. Here, here's another thing. So breaking today, actually, um, Google had their event where they announced their their new phone, the Pixel Five, and they announced uh, some other products and stuff. And there's a new Chromecast, right? Chromecast is the thing that comes with um, the. Uh, the Stadia controller yep. when you buy it so that you can play on the a Chromecast TV Ultra. with a Chromecast. Great. Wow. This new Chromecast does not support Stadia. What? What, what the fuck? Yo, they're just, they're, they're killing it. That is the sign right there that they are killing Stadia. What the fuck are they doing? They're killing it because it was a terrible failure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I put a, a a Reddit link in there. Cozy's got it on the on the screen now. Um, they're saying Stadia isn't supported on Google's new Chromecast device. If that's true, I'll eat my hat from uh, the username Ollie Francis. Five days ago, he said that, and I guess he's he has to eat his hat now because 
apparently that's been confirmed. Like, uh, this is a new 4K streaming device, a new Chromecast that comes out uh, as an answer to all these third-party Android TV boxes. It comes with a remote and everything for ease, quickly accessing YouTube and Netflix and whatnot. And it looks like it's even got one of the, the original iPod scroll wheels on it. It looks really cool, actually, kind of. Anyway. By the way, in the uh, Reddit thread that this was a image, uh, responding to this image, uh, Ollie Francis says, oh my god, it's so chewy. So apparently he uh, went through with his thing. So, hey, he's yeah. a man of his word. Good for him. Good for Ollie over on Reddit. Um, <sighs> it boggles my mind, the fact that they're not yeah. even like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it yeah how do Again, okay that fully how, means that they're killing it how do we rehabilitate stadia if they were to listen to us how do we tell them how to fix it how what put it back into beta or p make it into beta give current subscribers um like free subscriptions for so long while they fix the system and develop a game pass like netflix style system for it that you pay monthly for so, so yeah. that that specifically the Netflix style system, which was what everybody it would be. presumed Stadia was going to be from the start. It looks like Amazon saw that and was like, "Oh yeah, motherfuckers!" And then, yeah. fucking, they went and made those deals uh, all this time, and now they've got their own Netflix for games that competes more with Microsoft's Game Pass than anything else. So yeah. Buying games a la carte was clearly a mistake. They Google Stadia Premium uh, subscription, whatever, doesn't justify the amount of money that it is, that it costs. Like the games that they are giving away each month is just they're just not worth it. This really feels like um, that move was like trying to copy the trends from you know like four, five, six years ago before Game Pass was a thing where it's like now Game Pass is the kind of standard that's like if you're going to do a new subscription type service it has to be able to compete with Game Pass because otherwise what is the point? Because Microsoft is also now doing the streaming technology which Azure seems to be working just as well as Stadia and they have the catalog to yeah. back it up. Uh, sorry, I have a question that I'd like to ask as you can see by me raising my hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, so back when Google Stadia was first rumored, some of the features that they talked about that you'd be able to take advantage of on it were things like making a save point, saving that save point as a link, and then opening up that link and basically being able to jump directly into uh, your own copy of the game at that save point. Was that ever introduced? There, there was the... Um, they they recently introduced um, something, and I think it's in uh, Ghost Recon, uh, where you can see somebody else's camera view, but within the game itself, and it's just because it's all running on like the same server machine. It you can, it's it's a whole thing, and they they just recently integrated uh, the the link service, which really just opens up to the store page and then if you already own the game it just launches the game which if you click the link in whatever youtube video description that the person whatever is playing on that's how you do it but yeah none of those other um promised features like like 
like specifically like the you can you right now yeah you can kind of like pick up and play anywhere but it's not as seamless as they made it look like it was going to be um mm -hmm. like you 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 could go from your phone but then you have to open it up on a browser somewhere else and like like there's no real easy way to just take the game i'm playing this game here i want to move it onto that screen you theoretically typically what like in my experience so far is like i've had to stop playing somewhere and then open it up somewhere else um if if the you know the game might hold itself in in like a suspended state for like five ten minutes um like if it were to crash but i've had to close out of the game in order to get it to boot up elsewhere before so that mm -hmm. feature still also doesn't work tj you were going to say something well, I was going to say, I wanted to step back because I know we started saying that uh, Amazon's launching their own um, gaming platform and Stadia's in trouble. But, like, we didn't really touch on the features of the Amazon one. The the yeah. big things, so Amazon, as you guys had, had said, was they do have a Netflix-style style subscription. So I think it's $5.99 USD for the early access price will give you uh, access to over 100 games, kind of like Game Pass. I know Control was kind of the big one they were showing. Uh, it's got Twitch integration, so like when you go to a game, it'll show you who's playing it, and you can go and watch those. Or you can, like, apparently if you're on Twitch and Press YYZ is playing a game, you can click it and launch it in Luna. They have an Alexa-enabled controller, which I find a little... I'm tired of all these different controllers. <laughs> like, I... Can we just uniformality pick one? Like, that can just work across everything. Um, and then the most interesting and the one i would say stadia needs to kind of get on board with uh is gaming channels uh while i initially wasn't for this because it's essentially turning gaming into cable because you pay an extra x dollars a month and you get access to an entire publisher's library plus games day and date with release and I thought that was super interesting, and the, the first one is apparently going to be Ubisoft, and I am a bit of a Ubisoft simp, but uh, <laughs> it, it's... Uh... It's still September, TJ. Listen, no okay, September. I've got it! Um, but I, I'm definitely excited for something like that, but I, I wish Stadia had that, because I have briefly used Stadia. Uh, I know, AJ, we were going to play... Uh, ghost recon on it mm -hmm. but just the it's not as not as you said not nearly as easy to use like i can't play stadia on my chromecast because i don't have a stadia controller like i can't hook up my xbox controller to it i can't use my dualshock yeah. and like you you can't rebind the buttons on the controller to make it so you can easily quit the game on a pc there's there's just a mm -hmm. lot of issues personally with it for me yeah. Uh, earlier, uh, I brought up the subject of like links that allow you to immediately launch into a specific save point in a game, because like I don't have any affinity towards Sadia. I played it one time, and specifically so I could play that one zombie game with you guys. That I don't even remember what oh, it yeah. is now. That was fun. that was a fun time. I had it fun was, doing that. It was okay. It, my my connection zombie army wasn't four. super great. Yeah, the zombie was... army four. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. You know, I, I'm thinking like what could potentially revitalize Google Stadia, what could, you know, bring it back to life. And, you know, much like experiences such as Fall Guys, I think it's streamers. And what better mm -hmm. scenario uh, than a streamer is playing a really, really challenging game on Stadia, they get to a particularly challenging point and they're like, you know what, screw it, I'm logging off. But before I log off, 
let me create a quick save point of where I'm currently at in this game. And let me just drop that save point link in the chat right here for you all to enjoy. All right, toodles, they go offline and then everybody's like, oh shit, let's go check this link out and see if I can beat it uh, in place of my favorite streamer who could not. Hmm. Like that, unfortunately, if they haven't implemented this feature now, I don't feel like they're ever gonna implement a feature like that, but little things like so that could potentially like help it along the road to revitalization if that's even viewed as an option right now as Google IMO. You just you just sparked an idea in my head what what they theoretically could do with that that feature is uh, let's take Splunky 2 which uh, just recently came out. Um, you start the game and then you you create that link and you put that out to your your Twitch chat or whatever, right? Um, so you don't have to do like the one daily run a day. You could say, hey, let's see who can get the farthest in this specific uh, seed. Who who can get the farthest on this run? Mm. Like imagine Hades. Here's here's my build. Here's a link. Click it, and anybody can ju you can just play play my build from he from this point forward, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah, that that would be that. That's one option there that you could use. But they never got that tech to work with, right? That's still one of those failed promises. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's still. I I don't know if it's failed so much as just been forgotten. But now, yeah, I'm it's, I'm curious though. Mm -hmm. Apart from you, AJ. Apart from you, uh, for the rest of you, what like, regardless of what Stadia did, would it make you switch over from? A console or a PC? So my biggest thing is just with, like, yes, the technology works. It worked when I did the free trial for it and I had and I was at, like, home and had shitty internet. It's great. But the value proposition for Stadia is just not worth it. I'm very console agnostic. Like, I'll play on Switch, PC, Xbox, PlayStation. I don't care about what platform I play these games on. And if Stadia had a good value proposition, I would fully do it. But it just isn't. So no matter what bells and whistles they add of, like, oh, I could, like, from a YouTube video, just immediately start playing. A, like, like if I buy the game, I can immediately start playing it. Or, like, or load up a save point from a streamer. That's all well and well and good. But if there isn't a good value proposition with the the games or the service then it's just not worth it like so i don't know that's that's for as, me. as a oh, so sorry, go ahead go ahead uh i just want to say quickly back when cd first launched i had a friend who plays uh destiny 2 way more often way more frequently than i do and he was very high on Stadia at the time because a big game like destiny 2 which takes forever to load on consoles like is just zip completely loads really really fast on stadia and i was thinking like you know if i was really into a game like avengers like really really into a game like destiny something like stadia would be like a, a pretty decent deal for me even if it's only for that one game alone but i don't have a game like that in my life right now mm -hmm. um i i wanted stadia to be great i was really hopeful for it i'm a big google guy um, and I like the idea of having it not to replace a console, but to have it as a secondary option or something I could take to my in-laws and use without having to cart a giant console with me. Um, or when I'm in hotels, although the hotel internet sucks, so I don't know how great that would be. Um, I, uh, 
when I went to Texas earlier this year, I tried it in crappy hotel internet and also crappy airport internet, and it worked just but fine. But as, like, as a Pixel and a Google user, I wanted it to be good. Um, and I almost yeah. pre-ordered that Founders Edition. I'm glad I didn't. Um, um, at this point, uh, when the service is dead, because I think it's on their way there, because they don't seem to understand what they're doing wrong or how to resuscitate it, um, uh, I'd like just to buy a controller dirt cheap to just have as a keepsake or a memory of something that didn't quite yeah, work out. Yeah, me too. As someone who owns a Steam controller, I would like to own all the shitty Oh, controllers. you need to get the Jaguar. <laughs> Find a Jaguar controller. Gotta collect them all. This The thing is, the Stadia controller is actually a, a good yep. controller. Uh, it feels right. good. Um, it's got, the sticks I, are in the right place, yeah. right? It. Yeah. Oh, absolutely no. they are the absolutely ones, in the so right place okay anyways let's keep going they're in the correct place um yeah um nathan uh you uh posted a link in our uh uh group chat here uh to a uh article from the verge um claiming that oh stadia actually does work on this new chromecast here's the thing so Here's the thing, you have to kind of sideload it on to the Chromecast by plugging it into your computer and stuff, um, which, sure, that 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 is a way to make it work. Um, but, uh, you know, it, this this to me just just shows that, hey, you know what, may, it, it's not here right now, but maybe it will be coming in an update on this piece of yeah. hardware. Uh, but my guess is is that you have mul why couldn't why couldn't this you have why couldn't this be here in so there right my, now I don't my guess understand. is you have different departments working on different things and the department that's in charge mm -hmm. of stadia isn't necessarily the same department in charge of um uh, the department's in charge of stadia isn't necessarily isn't necessarily the department in charge of um the chromecast so something was missed here yeah. uh, as the two departments don't talk. And I see that where I work, like we deal with multiple different things. Like, uh, uh, so, um, like, um, you just see departments don't talk to each other. And I think this is one of those situations. I think, um, I, I think that there will probably be an update because it's a big miss. And I think they'll probably fix it quickly to get it an official update versus sideloading. Um, I don't even think the Chromecast is out yet. I think it's been announced. I don't know when the actual release date is. Um, but maybe by the actual release, they'll have the app out for it. So. Um, I, I did just pre-order one of these new Chromecasts. And people on Reddit have been uh, posting, like, they're just finding them in Walmarts. Oh, so, so maybe they're out then maybe well maybe they're out maybe they're who knows um but yeah these things have gotten out there uh in the in the past week so see uh we'll now, see i i think as you mentioned like there's kind of the, they're not communicating enough within google because i think that's the one upside amazon's going to have to this is that everything amazon has bought or is going to buy uh they convert or build it on aws their web platform and I think that 
gives them advantage. So like Luna's gonna run off of AWS. The controller or the like I think Twitch it now runs off of AWS. Audible AWS. Like it's all integrated, so it all kind of has to work together. So that mm-hmm. like that's a, a plus for Amazon. And I think again like I don't I can't remember which is the larger company, Alphabet or Amazon, but like Amazon's got the money to build and this is ultimately ultimately they want this to get their get your data so. yeah <laughs> yeah i i really wish google would fix what they need to fix with it and it's not like they can't be aware of public perception of this and understand what's not working for it because i can't imagine S- stadia have they ever announced like the subscriber totals they have for stadia i, d- I don't think we so. have so. we I have to assume so. it's low correct that's what I would assume. Yeah. So they, they would know from their internal numbers how low it's doing. The fact that we still had Stadia Connects and they don't really address this. At the same time, too, they they is it Jade Raymond who opened a studio with them? Yeah. And yeah. to yeah. develop a AAA game, and we've heard nothing of that as well. Which, like, the game's probably not ready, mm-hmm. but, like, you need to hint at something when you're, like, that's your only thing. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead, TJ. No, no, no. I, I didn't. I'm not ready. <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna say like this. It's kind of switching it from video game rehab to video game like uh, obituary. But like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you, like if Google Stadia does bite the dust? Like, what do you think they'll do with that studio? Like, do you think they're gonna sell off the assets to X, Y, or Z? Or I, I feel like they're just gonna close it down. They're just going to so kill it. So, if enough work is done in the game and it's a good game, I could see it being pushed to consoles. Yeah, they could take the yeah, publisher out. Like, mm-hmm. um, like, there's no point in, like, it, even if Stadia doesn't work and the game's good, just try and publish it and see what happens. It depends how far they are into the game and if it's actually making good progress. And that's a big if. So, yeah. um, because we've heard nothing about it. I feel bad for Jared Petty. <laughs> oh my yeah, god. that's right. He went to go work as a copy editor. Yeah, he yeah, died and went to Google. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure, like to him, when he got the job offer, it was like, "How can you say no to Google?" Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm sure as he, f- he I mean, found more details coming out close to launch, he's like, "Why did I do this?" When well, I I I just remember when he was on uh, kind of funny and like talking around uh the project stream uh back then uh it was yeah it you know he was so hyped for it because yeah it truly was mind-blowing it did work and it it does work it's just they promised other features that do not work and they should have definitely said hey we're just we're gonna throw a controller out there for sale and you guys are gonna beta test for us and everybody if they had just called it a beta i think that would have helped from the start they and slowly rolled out that would have helped so here's a question and i don't think in the long run names mean much we've seen some terrible names for consoles we are seeing some this generation that are still terrible um uh because i think xbox playstation 5 wow what yes. garbage how uninspired uh, but I, th- I like anyways it's not playstation 5 uh <laughs> just to be clear um 
took offense to but that. like the wow switch. i got him right but in the heart we've seen some like the Wii. like the Wii was a terrible name that was maligned and really became like a household name but like when st- we heard the name stadia i think nobody ever quite got over it i think luna's a better name but do you think the name stadia kept it from going mainstream as well or i don't do you think that contributed i i i don't, I don't think, think the, yeah i really don't think i'm just that curious was no at all even it, remotely, if anything, it, it, if anything, the name Stadia was just sort of like, a, oh, this is what they're calling this thing. It's, hmm. it. If anything, it just makes you question. Okay, what is it? And that's that's about it. Uh, for me, I'd say it's state like Stadia. It is a very blah name, and I know, given my experience, like in marketing and advertising, the the name it's not make or break, but it definitely helps if it's a yeah. good one. Um, mm. and, and I, I couldn't think of a better name right now for it. Like I, I'm not saying I'm better than Google, but like I feel like Stadia just it didn't have that household connotation to it, kind of like PlayStation mm-hmm. does, or even Xbox or Nintendo kind of do now. Like it's, it's like oh, it's Google Stadia. Like what the like that doesn't explain what it is to someone who doesn't know the the various Google products like YouTube. Like oh, yeah. you watch stuff on there. Gmail. Oh, it's email. Like. Stadia doesn't explain anything about what it is. I mean, yeah. like, unless, unless you're a super, super nerd, like, Xbox doesn't either. It, it stands for Direct Xbox, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, PlayStation, oh, you play with this. That makes sense. And then, you know, Nintendo's always been so ingrained. It's been synonymous with playing, yeah. right? From yeah. playing cards to the arcades to everything every it's just nintendo is nintendo right yeah so you know it just it's not it's not necessarily a good name it's not a bad name it's just it's this is what they call it and who knows what they're gonna yeah. do about it. um uh, sorry yeah um yeah. I, f- I feel like we've exhausted the conversation on this a little bit any anybody have any closing thoughts on how to re how google can like pull stadia up out of the ditch and and save it if they're not committed to killing it which i really feel like they're going to at this point um if they're if they're still committed to trying to make it work use that big dick google money and start doing buy amazon just just copy game pass (laughs) start making deals with devs start putting Start making your service. Start having a good value proposition. Yeah, I for agree your with service. that. Uh, they need to mm-hmm. rethink this premier thing for the ten bucks and get that into a subscription service that's a la Game Pass and have very similar things. And the other thing they need to figure out is exclusives. Um, they've. I, I don't disagree with you guys that they need to like copy Game Pass and really like take notes from all the other gaming su- uh, subscription services out there right now. But I do think that for Google Stadia to really carve out its niche, it also needs to lean into the original features that were originally kind of promised or speculated about when it was first uh, existed in its sort of rumor phase. But at this point, like I don't think that Google wants to exist as a niche. It wants to be dominant, and it can't be dominant. And I think that if it can't be dominant, I don't think they see any point in continuing to support it. I, so, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, just just one takeaway that I, I saw from uh, their uh, Google event today was the price of the new phone. They, they are... They... 
the Pixel 4, in my opinion, was not a very good phone. Uh, Nathan, I know you have it as yep. well as I do. Um, I, I'm on my fourth Pixel 4. Really? And for... Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, it, the thing breaks in my pocket at work. Um, just the little bit of light bending I have to do uh, the, twice now. Um, the, the, what happens is um, the phone just stresses on hmm. it. Um, the phone bends a little bit in my pocket and it just cuts the power, shuts it off in my pocket. So I can't even keep it in my pocket anymore. If I can keep it in my pocket as long as I'm not going to like sit down or bend. Um, so uh, their, their idea of premium products have not necessarily been up to par, especially for the price they were, they were trying to compete with Apple at that point. The Pixel 5 that they just announced um, is, is a little, is a lot more reasonable in terms of price um on the store uh i I forget the exact number but it's it's less than a thousand dollars which is nice um so you know hopefully like in the last year like they take lessons like that and apply like they're not going to compete with apple in terms of premium so they have to they have to do do kind of what xbox did and try to come in underneath what the competition is going to do for their premium product so um yeah we'll we'll see what happens um uh, with with that tj go ahead my uh my last thing and i think the biggest hurdle with stadia is just yeah. kind of g- trying to get people's minds around streaming like even as a, a hardcore gamer like i it's still hard for me to pick up any of these streaming platforms xcloud included just because for the past like 24 plus years of my life i have always played games there is a box that the game is running on in front mm-hmm. of me there is a playstation 4 here an xbox one a pc a nintendo 64 like it the trying to just wrap my mind around like i am playing this game and somewhere in the world there is a box running it it's not in my house it's it's just weird to me it's it's hard to kind of bridge that gap and if it's while I know it's not the same for everyone, like the average consumer, which while hardcore gamers are like people who all of these companies trying to fight for, but it's also the consumers. Like it's the average consumers who buy the PlayStation so they can play just a handful of games a year, if that. It's the average consumers who buy it for their family. So like trying to help the average consumer understand Stadia will help them go a long way, even if it's something they loop uh, bundle in with like YouTube Premium or YouTube Red, whatever it's called. Just trying to get more of your average. I do on. love YouTube Premium, by the way. Yeah. That's a fantastic uh, thing. <laughs> All right. Um, I I I think if Google listens, <laughs> they might be able to limp their way out of the ditch and continue forward. But if they don't. Um, it's Google Plus. You listening, for that, Phil Harris? I guess. You listening? Or Phil Harrison? Phil Harrison? Sorry, yeah, Phil Harrison. Phil Harrison. Yeah, Phil Harrison was at Sony for the PS3. He Microsoft was at for the uh, yeah. He was at X Microsoft for the Xbox One, and then now Google Stadia. So maybe it's his fault. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's time to close out the episode. We're running real long here. We had a very good conversation, I think. Um. Uh, throughout the entire episode with all the news and and whatnot uh we we filled it well without mitch taking up all that oxygen 
which was wonderful. <laughs> um, TJ, thank you for joining us. Um, I know it was kind of last minute. Uh, I didn't mean to spring it on you like that, but I'm glad you could make it. Yeah, no, uh, I say thanks for having me. It's been it's nice kind of going from the chat to here. And uh, next time Mitch disappears, I'll happily uh, be better Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Where can people find you? Uh, I am everywhere at Private Jeebus. That's P-V-T-T Jeebus. Awesome. Awesome. Alex Ballant, where can people find you? So, um, Instagram is the place that I use the most, and that is blatantly Alex. And I do use Twitter quite a bit as well. Blatantly underscore Alex is that one. Um, I'm actually, surprisingly, with the workload that I have uh, taken upon myself by being back in school, I am working on a new video. Um, hmm. I'll just kind of, I'll just kind of like, I've already got the title for it, and I'm mostly almost done the script for it, and then it's just about filming it. It's called You Ooh. Are Enough. It's not about Sweet. video games this time, but I'm really excited about it. So awesome. Stay tuned for that on uh, youtube.com slash blatantlyalex. Great. Cozy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Kazina. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash CozyBearLive. I am still trying to reach my 15 sub goal so that I can host my first ever cooking stream. I am about three subs away, I believe, from hitting the goal. So please, if you have a few bucks to spare, go and subscribe so you can see me cook live on camera. If you don't have a few bucks to spare, that's okay. I know that people are all getting a little bit pinched financially as a result of the coronavirus's second wave. But all the same, be sure to spread the good word. Absolutely. Nathan, uh, follow find me you? at the underscore NMAC on Twitter. Uh, that's where you'll find most of my stuff. Also, breaking news, you can now download Mario 35 onto your Nintendo Switch and start playing that tonight. Oh, hell yeah. So Until March. Awesome. Very until, nice. until Limited March edition, right? because <laughs> the game will end. It, you can't play it afterwards for reasons great interesting Wonderful. oh nintendo oh nintendo nintendo's gonna nintendo anyway uh i have been your host aj fraser you can find me all over the internet at times hero capital t capital h that's twitter that's instagram that's all that fun stuff um mitch uh george i hope you're doing uh well out there um you know we uh, you can we miss you. Uh, you're supposed to be back next week. Uh, you, you know, I hope you survive. I hope you survive, and we see you once more. Maybe I'll uh, in your favor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what do we say to the god of death? Not today. Uh, yeah, and with that, uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks for listening, and thanks for playing. Bye, guys. Take care, guys.